Right. Woo. We're done. We're on. Right, boy. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I need to get, get nervous at the be- uh, I always, always get nervous at the beginning of this because right. uh, then I forget how to speak. I know. I don't. I'm not comfortable with the intros. Right. I'm Ryan Gallagher. You're Blaine McConnell. The Mumble Podcast. <laughs> we are live, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Alright, just ch- just checking. Live to the nation. Hello, audience. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good to uh, speak to you virtually, as we, we seem to always do these days. Still in a training camp, in the sun. I some training camp, if uh, that means uh, corona, I mean the bottles of beer. Aye, uh, the good kind. Nah, there's no big bear anywhere here, so. No, you're just there for the foreseeable, right? That's it, working from home, remotely, could be in the Sahari Desert at the minute. Still Doesn't rocking really the Under Armour though, he's still flying the flag. I always, always, obviously if this is on a podcast, uh, nobody's going to see what I'm wearing. Other, uh, other brands are available. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was that excited at watching the DFC, I've not even done my hair for this podcast, normally I've kind well, of had a wash before it. But. You, you've literally just watched it. And f- for anybody not known, this is a Monday night for us, and <laughs> you're so prepared, you've just watched the, the fights for Saturday. And that's no word of a lie, we had to delay by 10 minutes. I know you've got a busy schedule out there in Tenerife, uh, catching some rays and all that, but come on, boy. <laughs> no, I know, get with the programme, but uh, no, I'm glad I um, be. We put it back ten minutes because wow, amazing! What I mean, event that was class, wasn't it? The whole the whole card was brilliant, start to finish, man. I think those are the types of fights that get people even into the sport. Aye. There's a statement. I think that's like the ones that's like the Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner fights. That you look, you watch, and you go. I, I know. Going to talk about like bombs that been happening there, but. When you watch that, there's there's no equivalent apart from like a Mickey Ward, a Toro Gatti, whereas UFC seems to be rolling that out. Maybe not every single week, but at least once a month. But that was uh, that that was incredible. That like that that would honestly get you hooked on the sport moving forward. But I mean, it's just things like that. Just com- comparing like the Anthony Joshua fight on Saturday night. That's a box office fight. And I know we don't pay for the UFC unless you've got a subscription with BT, but there's a pay-per-view card for the UFC there, and you've got five fights on the card, and all the five fights are brilliant. Every fight mm-hmm. is class. Every fight you want to watch, whereas mm-hmm. with the boxing, it's just all about the main event. I, I, I don't even know who else was fighting on the Joshua card. I didn't know. I just watched the Joshua fight, but nobody else really mm-hmm. interested me. But every fight on Saturday was, was class, man. See, I think, uh, again, being boxing fans, like, you look at the sport, right? See, I know we get in every single podcast, but Fury genuinely, who is, like, the biggest boxing advocate, and sit them down and let them watch that full card, I guarantee you they would, they would have a slight opinion based on what they've seen, because there's nowhere or even the US or the UK that I've seen remotely. I know it's a different, there's different things that are involved, um, but the, there's nobody in, there's nobody for that, for those fights either. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know how you feel after the last couple of months, we know no fans in it, but I genuinely feel like you're seeing the same as UFC fighters, whereas we kind of go to Vegas every single week, which we'd love to do. But I think um, there's something about that that something maybe makes the fights better. I don't know. That's just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if it's we're having technical issues here, but I, I don't know if... It, does this hear all right? Does that sound all right to you? Because it went dead slow there. Did it? Aye. No, I can hear you fine. Rewind. <laughs> Is that just a cancel record? Start Aye. again? Something about uh, b- boxing being shit. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Did you hear any of that? No. But anyway, Aye, so we'll go to the UFC. 
the fight. But is that that's what you were aye. saying, wasn't it? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So don't know what you heard and what I'll probably <laughs> repeat to the listeners. But um, I just just great for uh, even the prelims all the way through to the the main card itself, and that was brilliant. Aye. Such a such a good last kind of hurrah for the year. Well, we'll do a wee recap, right? We'll, we'll just go over some, some quick points as we build up to, towards the, the main event. So, Junior DeSantos, uh, four losses in a row, four knockouts. Take me, hang them up. I think so, because he was looking for every excuse in the book, even uh, when that, that fight ended. And I think when fighters are now looking at corner men or decisions that refs are making versus like what's <laughs> forgetting like what's happened the last five minutes of the round. Um I was shocked to see that guy's and I haven't since um I don't know, two thousand ten maybe. Well so I, got... I was amazed that one he was is that age and two he was still... Ah, he's only 36. Did you just say that? It just went off. <laughs> right, hold on. Right. Aye, so Dos Santos, aye, he's only 36. Uh, looks a lot older than that. Just seems like he's been about forever, doesn't he? Former world champion. But when was he the champ? Was it like 10 years ago? He beat... Well, I actually remember he beat um, Cain Velasquez in the first round. And Cain Velasquez had beat Brock Lesnar for the belt, and then I think Cain Velasquez and Dos, San, so Dos Santos uh, had a rematch, and uh, Cain Velasquez won again. I'm, I'm sure they maybe had a trilogy fight. Cain Velasquez, I did that. He won the first one and then get smashed the second two. The next two, but see, to be perfectly honest, see if you ever watched that fight back, it's probably, in fact, I actually watched it in Vegas some old places and it was a first round it was like quite a lucky punch I thought like because then Cain Velasquez was just a dominant champion was like had a really bad injuries um, and he should be best viewers are you still mumbling anyway quick word for our sponsors Should be an ad going right to that slot. Um, no, Junior Dos Santos, I mean, the guy's three years older than us, which is, makes oh. me feel great. Fucking hell. I know. But, aye, guys like that just well, it's had their day. With them cutting, you know, Romero got cut and uh, Rumble Johnson just got cut. I think we can safely say uh, Dos Santos is going to get cut. Because he's not, he's a massive earner. He's on some contract. I, I, I like I like seeing how much they are. I like seeing all their salaries for the fights. I like seeing how much they get paid and how much they weighed at the time of the fight compared to what they weighed in the day before and all that. And uh, Dos Santos mm-hmm. gets like four hundred grand. Just he just gets an appearance money. Now, like some fighters are on like a, a show and win. Like they only get half the money. They only like Dustin Poirier gets a hundred and fifty grand to show. And he only gets the other 150 grand if he wins. Most fighters right. are on like a show and win contract. Only right. your, big, only your biggest, big stars will get like an actual, like I think Bisping got a, just a appearance because he basically had the, a whole nation behind him. And Dos Santos obviously got a big contract when he was the champion and stuff like that. So he, he's a massive earner. Um, and he's like away doing the card now, so he's four losses. He'll he'll definitely be out. Um, but I think when you're getting knocked out of the up and comers, like, do you really want to be in it now? Well, maybe if you're getting paid four hundred grand a fight, maybe you do. But but why why is that? Is Dana White just got a bit of loyalty to him or what? because he's not been anywhere near no, like, but contender. He probably signed like a ten fight contract like back in the five years ago or something like that so he's, he's probably just fighting out his contract right because um, that's what they'll do whenever a fighter wants more money they tend to just give them a new contract they'll give them that wee bit extra money but they'll add on another five fights to their contract so 
you're basically fighting for the same amount of money over the contract, but you're never going to fight 10 more fights. You know what I mean? I, like, I mean, guys, uh, it's, I've, I've never really been wowed by him, apart from the fact he comes out to Rocky music. It's the only thing that's impressed me, but... Well, I know we're, uh, we're only going to gloss over these fights. Uh, yeah. He's a fighter that's majorly, since the USADA stuff came in, he's mm-hmm. not been, no been the same, isn't he? Not to point any mm-hmm. fingers, but uh, mm-hmm. he definitely looks different. And he's, I mean, he's only 36. USADA came in like what, four years ago or something. And he, mm-hmm. he, he drastically went downhill for the end, didn't he? But uh, he did get beat up pretty badly as well after Cain Velasquez. Uh, it's the same, a lot of the Brazilian fighters for that era as well, like Vitor Belfort. Kind of same same setup where like since you Sada came in, where's he been? Do you know what I mean? It's he still, um, he still fights. He fights for uh Bellator or something. No, I think he fights for one championship. Oh right, the Singapore. Aye. Page. Aye. But I will but <laughs> hey Blaine, you need to fucking get some new Wi-Fi, man. I know, tell me about it. I'm starting to make more why not like moonshine. You need to get some of our sponsors in for your fucking breaks here. I think we need to get sponsored by maybe O2 or something. I can't, keep, I can't keep sponsoring us, man. <laughs> I know. If, uh, on another note, have we got any more new sponsors? Uh, just every time I make a new company, um, we get a new sponsor. <laughs> You'll be hearing from our accountants. Hive installation. Uh, so, I got on with the card. Uh, Kevin Holland, I think he was the next fight, was he? Uh, yes, he was. Destroyed Jackery. What a knockout that was. That was mental, eh? For the floor. It's hard to, like work out if he would just get so jammy there or it was so good technique. I think he's just he's dead long isn't he his arms are he's dead gangly isn't he so I don't think uh, Jackery thought he could get him for there the way he was kind of because he was kind of on his back wasn't he and he came up a wee bit and then swung and cracked him but he looked too far away to hit him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was um, I it was it was just like a it wasn't even a swing and a hit because he's obviously he's meant it, but to have hit somebody clean for the ground, it's not like he was like falling into the punch. He was like Jackie was even going backwards, so it's like incredible that he even connected as well as he did. And I think he tried it before it. See when you watch it again, like see when you watch the replay, it looked as if he's actually went to. He's, he's already thought before he's threw the punch. Like he's, he's tried it before. Um, but aye, that was class. Well, I was so impressed. Let's see, five, five fights since May, he said. Five uh, wins. I was, something like I, I uh, four bonuses or something like that. Guys made an absolute fortune this year. I didn't know too much about him until like, I was watching uh, the kind of build up and they were saying how, like, Going Dana White's nut on the contender series and like got a chance and I just literally been but he's fought probably the most this year in the UFC I'm assuming. Uh, well he's he's one of there's only three I think him, Cowboy and somebody else. So the only three fighters to fight five times, win five times. Um let's say he got he, he, he had two hundred and fifty thousand he got for, for Saturday, so you know, if, if that's his contract he's on, times that by five, plus his bonuses, what a dope. Mm. And he, he called out Chimaev next weekend, I don't know. He wants to fight uh, next weekend, or this weekend. Do you think, uh, how, do you, how do you think he stands, or how he feels at the minute in that division? Who? Holland? Holland. Well, uh, it's, I know, you know, the guy's fought five times, but Jackery, I don't think he's ranked. Um, I I don't think he's fought. He's definitely no fought a top ten guy. I don't think he's even fought somebody in the top fifteen. I might be wrong, as probably I'm wrong, but he's definitely no fought in the top ten. So he's fighting guys and winning, but he's forty-two or something. What's that? Forty-two or something is. Jackery. 
So I'd like to see him def- he's got to fight somebody uh, ranked maybe in the top 10 that would be good to see him fight somebody in there they're talking about him versus uh, that Marvin Vittori up next right that okay Italian boy fought uh, oh right aye 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 so that would be a good I, fight it was um, and then it was quite mad how like Jackie was he was on his knees and like he was obviously out cold and he was still laying into him. It was vicious yeah. that right though. he's an old man, he's probably gonna get cut as well. Um aye. On, on the on the decline and uh age wise and all that, probably a high earner as well. Uh next fight was the lassies from Kenzie Dern. She looked good. Uh obviously a great jujitsu, but she looked good on her feet as well. It's the women's fights just now are <laughs> class. Like every single one, even the one there's very you might not have seen this, but the very first prelim one as well um, was was class. But it was like a an eye poke. I don't know if did you actually see the the, the first prelim fight? No, of course I've seen it. I watched all the fights. Of course you did. But it was an interesting it was an interesting one because the first time I've seen it where it was a an eye poke. And the coach had said, "Can, can you see the, out the eye?" Chase Hooper fight. Who? Chase Hooper. No. That no. was the first fight. It was a female. It was a female first female one. <laughs> um, in the night. The other but, first ba- <laughs> but, but basically, the coach decided just to like. He said, "Are you okay to fight?" And she was like, uh, "I can't see." And he went, right, I'm going to stop the fight. Oh, that's and then, that. And then she went, no, 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 don't stop the fight. And he's like, right, okay, don't stop the fight. <laughs> and I then the fight went, the doctor, doctor came in. I, I, I did see that. <laughs> Put um, myself down, I did see that. Right? But, no, but even at that, but then the, the, the women's fight on the main card, um, again, was there wasn't a bad fight on the whole, no, whole night. We'll get to the next one, because this was the fight I was uh, well, equally looking forward to, because... I said it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that Oliveira's the dark horse of the division. What he'd done to mm-hmm. Kevin Lee, man, he just looked amazing uh, and just fucking destroyed Tony Ferguson, didn't he? Aye, aye. He was... Tony Ferguson just... I don't know how many times you need to see him getting battered. <laughs> see, to be honest with you, I do. This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I think Tony Ferguson is overrated. I think he's... I think Khabib would have fucking annihilated him, man. You know, they talk about, oh, we'll never get to see that fight, but why? In my my opinion, at that time, if you remember, the UFC was, like, struggling for stars. Run about 2000 and... You had, like, Rousey leaving, you had a few other people leaving. So they had to build stars... And I think he was in kind of the right place at the right time. And I think from that time, he's he's obviously had some great fights, like, and he's a, he's a talented fighter, but I don't think he even he'd have come close to a McGregor or, or a Khabib, but I think he's... He, he, when you see him against like that Charles Oliveira, it's... Well, there's, like, he's so far down the list now, I think. Really? Even he fought... Ferguson fought Cowboy, what was that, like, maybe two years ago. Um, and Cowboy won the first round, and that was a Cowboy well away on the de- major decline. Cowboy won the first round, and then it was a... Ferguson hit him after the bell. Like, a good fucking two seconds after the bell, absolutely cracked him. And then that was... Cowboy was fucked in the, the next round, and then, mind you, after... And going into the third round, he blew his nose and his eye fucking popped out. Oh, aye, aye. That wasn't, that wasn't two years ago. That was only well, about maybe no, eight to 15 months ago or something. Oh, but I remember that. Sorry. I remember that fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, rem- I remember that. Now you say that, I forgot. Like, when he blew his nose and he had, That was but, nuts, that. And then, like, other ones, he fought uh, Anthony Pettis. And it was a competitive fight, and then Pettis, I think he broke his nose or something like that, and his coach pulled him out of the fight. And then, mm-hmm. like, all right, he beat Kevin Lee, but I think Kevin Lee was, was doing well against him, and then Kevin Lee just 
I think that was when Kevin Lee, no making excuses, I think he had a staph infection and uh, I just, I've never really rated Ferguson, to be honest, uh, not to kick a guy when he's down, but then Gagey fucking destroyed him and I just yeah. knew he was never going to be the same fighter, plus Oliveira is just an absolute animal. You tell me one thing Oliveira can't do. Well, for me, see these guys that are trying to reinvent like fighting and he's trying to do that by like doing unorthodox training and no other coach really as well and try to do his own thing. I don't understand how a fighter we spoke about this the last time actually on like Mike Perry and like him like doing his own thing and stuff. But guys like Ferguson are never really going to get any better no. if they don't do anything and that I get I get the fact that when he goes into the cage he's his own man and stuff and obviously from a financial point of view it's better for him but does it not make more sense to be a champion and giving your coach a cut and you're on you're commanding more money per fight if you're uh, going to be a champion? But I actually I don't know if you watched any of the interviews of him leading up to the fight. He doesn't sound right in the head. like not even in a funny way. Like oh he's mental. Like he actually sounds pure deluded. But I I think you, you he's think, you would think he won that fight against Gage the way he was talking man like and he's just like, he's talking nonsense, like, talking about baseball and how he, he saved the world. And, like, you think he won. You're forgetting he got absolutely destroyed, man. I think I think there's too many wars for him now, too many punches to the right. head. And yeah. I, I think he can tell. And uh, we just only spoke about it through the week. But I'm surprised he was even fighting on that card, considering how badly he was smashed up But Gacy. That may have been... July, but they even May. talk about the, the May, but they talk about like for serious damage like that, where he spent a couple of days in hospital. The time that he even is allowed to spar, then let alone like see if he's okay for fight. I mean, he's obviously UFC have got Ferguson wanted to fight. I don't think that the UFC were teeing him up for that card or anything. I think it was like when a few people pulled out and Ferguson was what to fight uh, Chandler um, and it never happened. So I think it was for Ferguson pushing to fight. So I think it would have been wise to wait off and not fight fucking Charles Oliveira, man. Who just looks... Wait, did, see that armbar you put him in? That, no, I was just going <laughs> to say... Fucking hell. That's um that that was it was hard to actually watch that show how how did that how did that no snap man CBC what he's done like Ferguson's tried to like roll into a position where he's almost like I I, I don't know how he, how he never snapped it though but it was it was crazy how back, far back it was because then if you think about it, like that round was just finishing so. If that had lasted like another five seconds, five seconds, Aye. done. That's a snap. That's he was a tapping as well. But you like you tell me, take Khabib out of the equation, right? Because as far as we're concerned, he's retired, right? So you tell me who in that lightweight division beats Charles Oliveira? Nobody. Nobody. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. He's. He was so dominant. In that. I don't think. And he's big, you know. Like you go, if you put him in there with a McGregor or a Poirier, you know, guys. I know, and Oliveira was a one forty five, and I know, but he looks fucking huge for that weight class, mm-hmm. man. And well, see, stand up wise, he doesn't even rate against McGregor, though, does he? Well, his striking looks pretty good to me, man. The only thing is, McGregor's not very good on the ground, is he? So, I mean, you could be looking at the real champion there, or the next champion in that division. I know. That's what I said a few weeks ago. He's a dark horse man, and then you beat Tony Ferguson like that. I mean, Gagey got a, a title shot off the back here. So, um, obviously, McGregor and Poirier fighting next month. Save mm. one of them's going to get a title shot, but. They're going to have to face that guy at some point if they if they are going to be champion. No, I mean I, I've always seen his name on cards and stuff, and I've, I've not really properly like studied or watched him. And uh, 
looking at that against a guy like Ferguson again, people coming in and just watching that main event for the first time would have went, oh, Ferguson doesn't look that good. But then he's, when you've seen like how they were tipping Ferguson last year, they even beat Khabib and how Khabib's held in the UFC. But that Oliveira just made him look average, like really average. Um, I, it'd be good to see him match up against either a Poirier or a, um, a Gaethje or a, a McGregor in that division but yeah, that know. division's been great for so long now I know brilliant. Uh, it's brilliant but then going on to the, the main event fucking Ifigueredo wow. versus Moreno what a fight <laughs> that's probably one of the best, <laughs> best best fight this year I'd say maybe I would say best fight this year. By quite a country mile. I don't even think they still talking about a women's fight that happened in March. But what, was that the really Jang fight? Mm, was that last year? I can't remember. But I think that was I to be I but there's nothing that sticks out right now. That I'm going... After it that uh, Figueredo had been in the hospital at two o'clock in the morning. The day of the fight. See, because, oh, see because, because we jumped on the podcast and I'd only just watched the fight. <laughs> so you're, I'm, I'm learning as we go, but is that right? So he was, so sorry. he was in the hospital uh, Friday night or into Saturday morning till two in the morning with something up with his stomach. Uh, I think right. it was, I don't know what was up with him, but uh, obviously two weight cuts in the space of 20 days. Obviously, Moreno had to do the weight cuts as well in the mm. same amount of time, but they were saying that Moreno went to went to his bed the night before the weigh-in on weight. He, like, he's just naturally mm-hmm. all right at that weight, whereas I think uh, Figueredo said that for the last fight, he walked to the octagon at £145. So Jeez. he's cutting... 20 pounds and then he's cut an R so I don't know what was up with him but he was in the hospital anyway and he didn't look his cell did he? he, he like, no he didn't look as if he had a lot of conviction like in the, so he was he was obviously cracking him and there was, was no real aye but there was no real kind of follow ups um, but the, the thing for me was like I actually really like Moreno I, I just think he's Look at like what happened to him during that fight. I poke, like oh, absolute, <laughs> absolute cracker. Um, and then something else happened to him in the fight. In fact, Figueredo as well. Even the his fingers on the gloves, like he was still, he was still kind of at him when he was on the ground and trying to like. Ah, he's a nasty like, wee bastard, but that's why he's, cla- he's 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 brilliant though. But I would like to see. I'd like to see that run again. But see, Moreno. Do you know what I noticed? I t- nobody said it in commentary, which I found incredible. But see, Figueredo, see when he was going for his, um, when he was going for his haymaker punches and he was missing, he was constantly throwing them, closing his eyes and putting his head down. Now, Moreno, I've never really seen Moreno throw an, throw an uppercut the whole fight, but Figueredo's head was down a large portion of that fight. And he could connect. I think the only thing with Moreno is he just didn't have that killer punch. Right. But when you watch when you watch Figueredo, as kid, you know, he literally the amount of times he was throwing and almost closing his eyes when he was throwing the the haymakers. So he was there. Right. But it was just it was just the Moreno was was then maybe going for another option. He was either going for a kick or but it was, was another cut all all day long. He was your stereotypical Mexican fighter, wasn't he? Like, in the boxing. Mm-hmm. He, he was just constantly coming forward, never giving up, throwing everything. Just like a, everything you imagine for a Mexican fighter, wasn't he? Aye. I, I love watching just that Mexican attitude. See, just, like, he's, he's like, so happy and all that, like, outside <laughs> the ring and stuff. Um, and I, will, I, I, will, I, I quit... There you go. No, I was just going to say that's got to be a, a rematch as soon as both fit. Well, I will, I, I, in my opinion, right? See, I know 
I know they both took the fight in 20 days' notice and they both had weight cuts to do, but see if you give... So they've already fought now, right? I think with a full training camp for Figueredo, time to recover, make the weight properly and train for Moreno, I think uh, Figueredo beats him easily. No, easily is the mm. right word, but Figueredo wins handy enough in the next, when the rematch. Well, obviously, I, I never knew that, the, the the hospital trip that he's had and stuff and the, the things he's had prior to getting into it, but I actually thought it was, as the classic saying goes, styles make fights. For me, I thought that's the one that could beat Figueredo. But like you say, it'd be good to know both of them equal pardon, fight camp, um, enough time to really prepare for it and have another rematch. But I, I just thought, like, stylistically, I, I thought there was a lot of holes in Figueredo's yeah, game. There is. I mean, maybe, he maybe to, that's. He tries to kill, was trying to kill him with every punch. Like, it was, it was definitely just. Wasn't he very controlled? It was just, but if he wasn't, if he was sick and he was just trying to get the fight over with, and that's how it ended up in a brawl. Um, I do think, as good as Moreno was, I do think if Figueredo has a full camp and is healthy, he'll win handy enough in the next fight. I, I, I think he's one of these fighters as well that because he fights in straight lines, which is great to watch, he just keeps like tracking the, the fighter down. Look at how many times he get hit by a a leg kick in the face because he fights so straight on he's not actually seeing anything that's coming in for the sides he's right. so focused on that he's I know stuck what you mean. Yeah, I, it's very rare though that when do you ever see like a challenger getting a rematch straight away against a champion it ha- very rarely happens and if it does the, the challenger wins the rematch if it does happen it's generally the champion will win the second time around. Like I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, when has a, a challenger ever got a, an instant rematch? Like when they've lost, you know what I mean? Because John Jones, Gustafsson never got it straight away. You generally find, unless, I mean, UFC is a wee bit different in it, but uh, I just can't see it being anything other than a Figueredo win if they fight again. With, with full training mm. camps for both guys. Um, I, to be honest, the only... No, I can't actually think... I was trying to think TJ Dillashaw there in that bit out. I think that was the same outcome. I think TJ Dillashaw beat him twice. But no, like you say, I just, it'd be good to know if, obviously, that... It, it, he never looked the same conviction that he had in that the fight he had 20 days prior, but I just thought Marino was the guts and the heart that he had to keep in there. And I think it was maybe like the fourth round. Like, that was unbelievable. But then, I actually feel like watching it twice tonight. I, I, I actually I, feel like watching I, it again. Well, they are, they are on our podcast once you've seen it again, right? <laughs> uh, but but you got to remember, right, it was a draw. One judge had it for Figueredo and then two had it for a draw. But Figueredo got a point deducted, quite rightly so. Um, and one one judge had Moreno winning the last round when Figueredo clearly mm-hmm. won the last one round. So, so a wee bit of dodgy judging as well, plus a point deduction. So, uh, like, all, all that favours Figueredo hey, in well, a rematch. Well, it's, it's funny, right, because obviously when you see the point getting deducted, you're automatically thinking, right, if this goes to five rounds and it goes to a decision, like this could tip into Marino's favour. I couldn't really work out how he's actually lost that fight, considering that point's been taken away. Well, that uh, two judges had him winning the fifth round. One judge had Marino winning it, but it was a Figueredo round. So if that judge scores it correctly for Figueredo, mm-hmm. he wins, even with a point deduction. Aye. For me, that's like, that wasn't even in doubt, that last round, who won it. So... You'd like to think there that they've just maybe appeased that and but I, then you went, go, like, a draw is probably be. a fair result because nobody's going to argue the it. The point that get deducted quite rightly so because he did fucking <laughs> tome in the buzz. Mm-hmm. 
after they fucking mm-hmm. gouged his eye out. And I think the referee said that was his third foul. So I don't know, what the, maybe it was consistent eye gouging, but uh, it, does, it definitely deserved the point to come off, I would say. I mean, well, you, you got to, if you do something to impact your other fighter, the other guy, then you have to even it up somehow, don't you? Unless you go at I heard, a free hit to the buzz. I heard that actually in the commentary. I never knew that, that they had changed the rules slightly on it. Um, did you hear that? Where they were talking I, about I, I now? I'm saying something about it. Aye. So it's it, it's interesting now that they've implemented that, that that's now standard, that they'll, they'll take that point away because in the past, obviously, they've then just let the fighter have was it five or six minutes, like breather to get back. But then, if that get a blasting impact in the rest of the fight, eh, then they'll, they'll just make that decision there and then to, to take a point off. But no, it was brilliant. It would just be good to know when that fight could be like replayed again or, or rematch because, and especially with a crowd as well, it would be classy to have uh, something like that in but that was Brazil even, or in Mexico. That was like. It sounded like there was a crowd at that fight. I don't know how many people was in there, but it sounded like, the, like see the main event? It sounded as if there was fans there. Like you could hear all mm-hmm. the coaches and that cheering. and It actually sounded like there was fans there. It was brilliant. Aye. No, it was, uh, it was great. It was one of the ones, like, as soon as that possibly or physically the guys can compete, it's got to happen again. And um, hopefully maybe you can get a trilogy as well, depending on how the second one goes, but I yeah, I, I don't know. You get, um, What's that? What's his face? Cody Garbrandt, he's moving down to one two five, isn't he? He's, well, it was how he was supposed to be fighting Figueredo when he pulled out, and that's when Perez stepped in. It's, even him, I, I cannot imagine him getting dropped down that weight class. Well, he, say, he says he, walk, he walks he can, he says he walks around at 140 pounds. So he says like he doesn't really need to do anything to make 135. So it would just be like a, a normal weight cut to, make, to for him to go to 125. It's not so he can get in that. Like, he just doesn't look even... That that looks like a hard weight cut for him. But as you say, it'd be good. It's not a division when you think about it. The flyweight division is almost dead and buried know, a wee while ago. And... It's like main event and well, if, nobody if, really. If Sahudo came back, if he could make flyweight, can you imagine Sahudo in the mix at that at that weight class as well? No, it would be class actually. But the um, good that like even all the impacts of COVID and stuff that they've still been able to turn around an event like that. It's, it doesn't really feel like yeah, the UFC is missed a beat. It well, doesn't feel like it's missed a beat compared to other sports. Aye, well, the, the saying the McGregor fight next month's going to have fans at it. It's going to be like an international fight week. It's going to be pool parties and because uh, Abu Dhabi's kind of opened up basically, and they, they said they'll get the facility to test everybody coming in and stuff like that. And... Is that Fight Island? Aye. Oh, class. What day? 20, 23rd of January? Aye, they're doing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So they're finishing with McGregor. So they're going to do like a... It's going to be International Fight Week. So they're oh, going to have three, three events in a week. Can't remember who the other... Joanne Calderwood's fighting on the McGregor card. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, so aye, that would be good. I think, I'll, I think I'll maybe need to make a few phone calls on that one. I know. Speak to your people. Eh? You coming? <laughs> you coming? Fucking right, man, right? <laughs> they, could, they could test me every hour if they want, as long as I get to see McGregor. I need to speak to the buffers anyway. <laughs> but the window cleaners, or they, they bring it around to us? Let's see if I can get a lot No, but I'd say aye, that'll be, be class, right enough. The, the promo that they did was good. Uh, I always love to just drop the promos in, obviously on that on those cards. But um, I, I mean, I feel as if Sean just needs to talk about McGregor. I know he just seems to know we'll what haircut he's got this week. We'll let him save up for for a week. He can he can catch us up when McGregor's uh, whereabouts next week. 
But um, <laughs> there's a big card on this weekend. No really looked into it, and I don't. So, can you remember <laughs> this fight? Jemai is not fighting anymore. Dana White versus Vincent Wan, I don't know. Aye, in a casket match. Uh, aye, so we'll just. UFC was brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Gutted that Saw can come to a close. Well, we've got the fight this weekend, but last pay per view of the year. So, on to, on to McGregor. On to, we'll be doing about 40 podcasts in the lead up to that, I think. Oh my God. There'll be, we'll be doing more podcasts about it than Ariel Hawari. <laughs> um, it was literally that it was so funny that one that you and Sean done a few episodes ago when he was, he was literally talking. Both these are just talking about McGregor like, for the whole time. I'm like, McGregor's done what? A year nearly? <laughs> what has he actually done up on Instagram? I feel like we were just saying uh, the same things every week. Like, that's McGregor for <laughs> announced. Oh, no, now it's actually an That's what that's Poirier signed on now. Like, see me drag <laughs> It was every mortal detail, but well, the one thing, uh, a lot of nonsense, but uh, that Jake Paul. You see that he's called out McGregor. <sighs> I know. Who are these guys, man? I think he just should stick to Call of Duty and uh, just aye, shut his mouth while he can. But remember, well, I know it was his bra, right? But remember in boxing when all these guys just to remember fight their whole career for the chance that they'd maybe get to fight Mayweather they'd maybe get that pay-per-view fight you know they'd have to fight this guy and then this guy and they'd have to look good and they'd, they'd have to time it right I mean Amir Khan chased Mayweather for years couldn't get him Pacquiao chased him for years but got the five years too late and now uh, this guy uh, gets beat off a YouTube gamer and now he's fighting Mayweather I know, crazy. Like that one, I mean, like, what's going on here? So, I, I mean, I, I was listening to Mayweather talk about it, and he was saying how, like, he, he wouldn't entertain a fight that he was only getting 150 million for. It needs to be more than that. It needs to make, needs to make sense and stuff. To be fighting a guy again who's got beat off a KSI, it's just. For that how, small chance. Do you know how much Mayweather's getting for this? Oh, that stupid money again, much. No, I don't know. I, I'm curious to know how much, what he's taking for this. No, I think that they're trying to... Um, I, I think he estimates he'll be making the same as like Pacquiao because he, who that Logan Paul is and he's following. Who's following him? I have no idea. But the same uh, thing is that Logan Paul, he's about six foot four. If I just got like I seen a brief clip of him. He was uh, he was wrestling with uh, aye. Costa, the man Costa, aye, aye. Aye. and he was rolling about with him, and he, they looked a bit the same. Very height. good. He looked, aye, he looked all right. Aye, they, they looked a bit the same height, so he must be about six two or something like that, and. Uh, Somebody was saying for that KSI fight, he weighed in at 200 pounds and Mayweather walks about at 150, five foot six or something. How is that? Like, it's just a pure farce, isn't it, man? I, I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen. You know, that I just think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, Mayweather's like suddenly appears at an Anthony Joshua fight. I don't do you know what I mean? He flies all the way from America over, never went to any of these fights in the New York or Abadat, eh, Saudi. Um, but suddenly he turns up to a fight there. I, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. But um, I, like guys like that, I mean, even that, that weight difference. And, I mean, if, even if, that, even boy, if that boy hits me with a right, which. Mayweather blocks it or whatever, but it's the guy's fifty pounds heavier than him. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he could hit him in the side of the arm and he'd still push him over. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I, I can't see it happening. I just, I just think that's. I mean, it's Mayweather like WrestleMania, isn't it? Big Show and Mayweather. <laughs> but but you look at like through Mayweather's career, even after he retired, the people he's fought, he's fought. When he knows he's get 
like a real chance here to, in fact, not even a chance, it's a 100% guarantee he's going to win the fight. To be fighting at 43 against a guy six foot four, 50 pounds heavier than you, I don't see the logic in that when the money he's already made throughout his career. He's a billionaire. Is that though? Is he? Look at his well, lifestyle, at least, not, you know what I mean? No, as in made a billionaire, but you look at all the people that circulate him, all the people, all the lawsuits he's had. The lifestyle elites, man, that's no cheap. But you, would, you would like to think after McGregor, Mayweather, Delahoya, uh, the deals that he'd been doing with Showtime, you'll be earning a good crust as well for. Um, uh, was his face tank the his protege? Um, so I don't understand how he's got this need to just keep keep going. I I can also see a Mayweather or McGregor at this rate as well. I just think the money will be an offer for that. McGregor just to rock up and jump into boxing for another hundred to hundred mil. I can see it happening. No, but, uh, the the thing is, it's over now. You know what I mean? Like it, that was successful at the time because it was had never been done before. Maybe they'd ever crossed over to boxing and challenged the best guy. It's been done now. There's people really. I mean, I I'll I'll, I'll watch it, but it's not going to be the same as what it was the last time. You're not going to break any pay per view records or anything like that. They'll probably still make a decent amount of money, but every time you do it. Just got the less and less people. Aye, but it's just instead of just me where it's, it's absolutely rubbish. Like when he's he's going to like you say, there's these guys that are professional boxers slugging out for years. You try and get a money fight to just like rest up and that's them financially secure, and you get YouTube gimps just walking up and. I demand coming, like, coming off a loss. Fighters. Aye, coming off a loss <laughs> as well. But nah, that that's like that's the kind of dire straight at the moment where boxing is. Aye. I think well, they've, they've got to do that. Did you watch your man at the weekend? I did indeed. I thought um I, I thought he looked AJ looked a lot better in his last two fights against Riaz. Obviously couldn't get any worse than the first one he had, but the I thought the difference with AJ was his movement was really good. Uh, I thought he never looked in trouble the whole fight. I thought Pulev fought like a thirty-nine-year-old, uh, and well, I thought he made it. He was a bit of a standing target, really. I thought what Pulev had done was he got under AJ's skin, which I thought he's going to fight maybe slightly different than he was than he had been training for. But he, he did seem to remain a bit more composed, and he seemed a bit more sure he AJ than he did in that last Reyes fight. The last Reyes fight was just get these belts back, fight it, jab at distance, close it out, and just get this guy away from me. And then I'll, I'll need to try and um, like gradually build up confidence. But I thought um, probably have still with only one lost to his name, which Klitschko, but. I think you always see the difference between um, like European titles of European champions to like world champions. Like, I always think the golfing class is just so big. Um, but I, I thought Pulev, Pulev would be good for like, I don't know, like your, um, who was your man that fought the other week, Dubois? I like a fight like him would be good for Dubois to get his continents back to to fight a Pulev and but um, I thought AJ was good. I thought he was. He, he seemed agitated as well. Well, I, uh, here was my take on it, and it's partially clouded because I had a bet on for AJ to win in the first four rounds, and then mm-hmm. at that round three, I thought this is it. It's done. Pulev mm-hmm. turned his back, and then how many times was he on the floor? And then fourth round, I thought right, this is definitely over now. And then it never happened that AJ kind of stepped off him. And then I just thought, see if that was two years ago, three years ago, AJ would have had time out of there in the third round, guaranteed. 
he seems a wee, to me, he seems a wee bit less sure of himself because of the Ruiz fights. Like, he doesn't want to dump his whole gas tank. Like, aye. like, all right, scared to what, what, what was going on in the lead up to the Ruiz fight, but I mean, he had Ruiz down at least once anyway and never finished it. And then Ruiz obviously came back and finished him. But I feel like Joshua should have, and a couple of years ago, would have got rid of Pulev on the third round. Um, and then we had to wait for another fucking six stinking rounds until <laughs> he'd fucking finished it. I, I, no, I think you're nailing the head with that, actually, because the way you look at that third round, where I think because of what had happened in the Riaz fight, like he'll never ever shake that off in his career. That's that's hit mark. And I think because he lost that invincibility, I think he's slowly but surely trying to like build up his his conviction, his confidence in, in the right, fight. But, he doesn't want one bit of fury, does he? It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem like yeah, I think he's like AJ's fought five times in four years, from what I've seen, uh, including Pulev that just fought there. Fury obviously had his stint at the ring, but you look at how much Fury's fought. Even if these guys, even if Fury's uh, sorry, AJ's fighting, I don't know, like not even middle of the road guys, but he's not an active. He's not an active fighter, whereas mm. you think for somebody like AJ who began boxing at 18 would really want to kind of take this to get better because he can but spar all he wants. He's in a difficult position though with, with, with Eddie Hearns. If he takes Eddie Hearns made him this box office, supposed box office star, right? I don't know what the numbers are at now, but you can't really fight any more than t- twice a year when you're at that mm-hmm. because you can't keep expecting people to pay 25 quid every time you're fighting because they won't do it. So twice is the kind of maximum you're going to get for Joshua fighting because his pay-per-view is 25 quid. Um, the card was shit and people won't, you just can't have him fighting anywhere twice a year. No, I agree. I think it's it's a case of they've really tried to hold out for this, this Fury fight. And three years ago, it was wilder. And then that never happened. Like it was constantly wilder, it was wilder, and then it was. I know who he'll fight. Even, I know who he's got to fight next. He'll fight Usyk. Because it looks an easy fight. Well, Usyk at cruiserweight, unbelievable. But against uh, Chisora there, he looked like a cruiserweight. Didn't he, I'm sure he does dig right, but his punches didn't look like they were uh, hurting Chisora at all. He didn't look like he didn't hit like a heavy, I know he's six foot three. Joshua's six six. Fury's six nine. He's and I, I think Usyk's brilliant, but I just don't think he's a heavyweight. I, I think there's a couple of elements to it as well because and that's why I, Joshua I, will I, fight him because he's a. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't. I don't even see that AJ Fury fight happening until summer for a couple of reasons. Because when they want a crowd there, I know there was one thousand fans in right, but. Let's be honest with ourselves, that's nothing in the grand scheme of what an AJ Fury fight should yeah. be attracting. Also, the element of Wilder and Fury. Now, I don't see that being resolved in a month, two months. Like Eddie Hearns, you know, I'm going to be on the phone the following day and we're going to get this, this fight done. That's just what people want to hear. But the reality of the situation is... They, the Fury and the Wilder situation, there's a contract there that I know, but he does, he's got a. Does Wilder want to fight Fury? <laughs> I I don't I don't think he does. But the the point still is because it's even on paper at the minute. Like if Fury wants to fight AJ, you know, well, you need to buy out Wilder. And but I, I don't. A, there was a time limit on that though. It, it, it had to happen this year. Like I don't like, I think if it if it goes into next year. And uh, uh, Fury doesn't fight anybody, which he's not, because he was supposed to fight someday in December, and he's not. So I think as long as Fury didn't fight anybody, and what they never, like, once this year that contract's expired. So what that means it's freed up for him to fight. I think so. Uh, I think cause I Fury, Fury was supposed to fight in December, and all of a sudden Aye. he wasn't fighting. 
But I think that was more for... But I think they're living in Cloud Cuckoo land there, because I really can't see that. I can't see that being straightforward and the fact of getting fans in. So I don't think they're talking until summer next year where they want to do a... They're not going to do that in... Uh, you call it Wembley Arena. They're going. To, they need a stadium, uh, whether it's in Sa- I don't think it'll Saudi. Be, or, uh, no, I, I think I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like to you, that I thought I had a feeling that's going to be like Saudi for that next one, just because, well, it guarantees money for them that they maybe won't get through gate receipts because obviously nobody knows when there'll be a proper arena filled again so the only way to guarantee the cash will be a Middle East fight I would say Um end of the day it's, it'll be brilliant when it happens but I think everybody's everybody's obviously tipping fury for the fight um, but I think just seeing the two guys in the ring I'll be honest, I don't think it's as cut and dry as people say it is with the two of them. Like, people are quite dismissive. They obviously looking at comparison of Fury Wilder two fights and the AJ Andy Ruiz two fights. Um, I, I don't know. It's For me, it's I think that there's AJ mentally maybe has to get in that. I mean, he's struggling with like confidence I think because if you look at did you see the dressing room did you see his dressing room on Saturday where he's got all these quotes on the no. dressing room no, no. so he, he's basically got a, you know like McGregor's got like a a, a coach in at the minute to like help him with the, the kind of mental side of the sport he he got this guy in Robin something um, AJ's done the same uh, to basically like build up his, his confidence because he's, he's going on now about how he's trying to do everything for everybody else and you know, it's, it's him against the world um, but aye, it's, it's a hard one to call who you got do you think Fury I, I, I'm, I'm not totally dismissing Joshua he's obviously dangerous and he's a multiple time heavyweight champion but I just can't see any way that he beats Fury, even if he lands on him. I mean, look, Wilder landed on Fury and he got back up and won the round. I think Fury mm. will box a head off him, man. Mm. I'd, I'd still say AJ's a better boxer than Wilder, though. A better boxer, yeah, but I think Wilder Stronger has harder. puncher. I think Wilder will hit harder. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell, isn't it? But they both can bang. But I don't Fu- think... Fury, I, don't, I know Fury... Sorry, on you go. No, just like Fury's bigger than him. Uh, Fury's a better boxer. Uh, Fury's got an old bad dig on him and all when he comes in at the right weight. Um, cardio could go 12 rounds, no bother. don't think Joshua can. At, at, that, at, at a pace Fury mm-hmm. would set. I think it would be a pretty... I don't easy is not the, the word I want to say, but I, I think I said it before. <laughs> I say uh, Fury win handily enough. Mm. On I, I think I think where maybe the, the the loss against Riaz was probably the best thing for AJ because I think now he's going into fights um, like lower in weight as well. I think he weighed in seventeen odd stone, whereas when he, when he fought, I think, well, originally he was supposed to fight Pulev three years ago, he fought Takum, but he weighed in at like 18 stone. I think that like, if you look at AJ now, he's, he's obviously always had a good physique, but the physique he had was more than a bodybuilding, whereas now he looks like a boxer. It looks like a heavyweight. Came off the um, I, <laughs> Well, I think he's boxing for as well, because he, like, he looked as if to me he was like way spending way too much in the gym and then when you look at like to your original point he was afraid to go like really in for the kill in case he emptied that gas tank because he can't refill his gas tank mm-hmm. but now he looks as if he's he's changed his training his diet and 
even so much as I always remember that the the, the fight in New York, and the one thing that stuck out to me was he was constantly like just standing still, and he was like a, he was literally just a target that night, and he quite an easy target, and a guy like Reyes should never ever get close to him. Then you look at like somebody like Fury in that exact same situation. Fury could just box the head off him. Um, but I think AJ's a better fighter now than he was then. Even though maybe never everybody never seen the skills he's got against Pulev, but I think if you, you look at AJ, he looked more of a boxer than he did. Um, he's developed. Josh is always an exciting fight. Like, to his downfall probably you know he's in he's, his fights are too exciting like every fight he's ever been like in the last five years has been brilliant in it you know he, he, he takes the odd dig cell uh but i just like i, I think it's fury he, he's josh has definitely won something uh and I, I don't think he wants the fury fight and if he doesn't want it and it does happen you know he's it's done already what did you think you AJ's, did you hear his interview after the fight? No, because I um, watched it on a German oh. TV station. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amazon Prime, if you're listening. Um, but he sounded just like totally agitated uh, with the whole process and then when he got asked about Fury. It was almost to the crowd. What do you, you guys want to see? Instead of just saying anytime, any place, but it was as if he. I don't know. Said, I, I, said Fury. I think he has said Fury before, though, hasn't he? But, uh, but I, th- I think he. I think he was. He's obviously learning boxing as he goes because obviously started pretty late. But I think if he has said, like, he's seen. What the other the public's other side is. Do you know what I mean? So, gold medalist, by the way. <laughs> no, I know that, but, but obviously still a difference between. So was Audley Harrison. <laughs> there's, still, there's, there's still a difference. I think wait, for AJ's point of view was he was obviously like the nation's darling and all that stuff, and then as soon as the Reyes fight happened, it was like you're pretty dispensable, mate. Hmm. And I think. What AJ's now got to him is a wee bit of a side where he's like, well, <laughs> that was just fake love, really, for you, with the public. So I'm, I'm going to do whatever. So it'd be good. It'd be good if he actually has that edge to him because I think he was in that strange kind of way where he, he was just became a media guy and his, his team around him have obviously protected him really well, but. I think people will never ever not take him serious, that's the wrong terminology to use, but he'll never solidify himself as a heavyweight champion unless he beats Fury. Yeah, he's the man, you got to, to be the man, you got to beat the man. I wonder what Audley Harrison's up to now. Well, he was, was he not strictly come dancing or something? <laughs> he? Ah, he was rubbish at that, I don't know. Oh. Remember that time uh, remember that time he fought David Hay and never threw a punch? Aye, that was Sky. Sky done away with box office after that. One <laughs> old, he's telling all his pals, oh, "I'm going to wait to the third round and knock him out." So, Unbelievable and then that. they were going to withhold to Harrison's money and all that because they thought it was a fix. Aye, it was That's right, because you've got um, well Canelo fighting obviously next week as well. Aye, aye. I don't know if that'll be a fight, I don't know. I, I, I don't see anything except a, a Canelo victory. I think he's fought nearly a few When I was coming back from New York, the Smith brothers were on the same flight as me. And uh, oh, I lifted the key. All of them, I including the dad. And <laughs> uh, I, was, I was coming back and I, landed at Manchester Airport and I had this silver case so I'm waiting and the case coming and I just left it right and I'm shattered right because obviously I just had the flight I left the case and I'm right next to the Smith Brothers and all that 
mate, I think that's my case. <laughs> and I went, no, don't I guess. <laughs> so Callum Smith, oh, he yeah, opened his case. It was Callum Smith, he opened his case. And it was all his stuff and I was ready to take it. You get a bit, don't you? You get a bit, don't you, with the fucking meeting the old fighters? So, so basically I robbed him in front of him. Robin has um, fucking but nah, again, it's that's taking place. I think in the that no the Cowboy Stadium that fight. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I don't know much I, about it. You caught me off guard with the Canelo one. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's, it's good to see him back in the the equation because I, I mean, he is he, he's the, the top guy. In all the sports are fighting right now. Right, it's a face of boxing, isn't it? But we'll wrap it up there because I think we're, we're, uh, we'll, hit, we'll hit the other mark anyway. But uh, aye, that was good. Thanks for coming on again. No problem at all. Couple Hope of you enjoyed, te- listeners. Couple of technical issues. <laughs> we seem to uh, get to the bottom. Of. If you get by the first 15 minutes, <laughs> it'll be worth the rest of the lesson. Aye, get the ads out of the way. It's like the Joe Rogan podcast, isn't it? Exactly, Make a cup exactly, of tea. Exactly the same. Right. Right, we'll, we'll go for that there then, right, mate? Sound great. Right. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. <laughs> and you, mate, and come along. See you. <laughs> See you later.